Hello and welcome back to the Underneath TBR podcast. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. I have another author interview that I'm really excited for you guys to listen to. We're here today with Naomi Craig, an author, debut author. Well, thank you for joining me on the episode today. I'm so glad to be here. I have been a longtime fan of your Instagram family and posts. So thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited today that we decided to talk about um, faith arcs in fiction because I don't know about you, but like to me, a really great faith arc and a faith journey, I guess, really sometimes makes the book stand apart even so much more. I mean, it doesn't always have to have a predominantly faith motivated message to be great, but I mean, those ones that are so memorable just I love seeing those journeys in fiction. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I don't read a whole lot of Christian living books, you know, besides the Bible, but um, to have a parallel journey, the Lord uses fiction to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And um, not every single book do I feel like the Lord is like, here is your path, <laughs> walk in it. Yeah. But, you know, enough, like every once in a while when I'm going through something, you know, it, it'll you know, help bring healing or I can see a parallel between myself and, and the character and, and, you know, maybe have an idea of how to progress with my own faith, you know, because of the faith and the fiction. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, there's been so many times too, that I've like learned empathy for people going that are in different parts of their faith journey too. I feel like that's a really strong point that can be so helpful with fiction that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you you're in their shoes. You're, you're, I mean, you're becoming them for, for the short, short period of time. And, and you can, you can truly understand. So maybe you don't have any answers for your friend going through that, but you're like, I can understand where you're (laughs) absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So what is um, one of the books that like really stands up to you when you think about this, like those really memorable faith journeys? Well, I just finished reading Faces of Courage by Susan K. Beattie, uh, just okay. released this year. Uh, and it was, it was really, um, I do have to give a disclaimer. It does deal with, with um, domestic violence. It's a Christian mm-hmm. fiction, but it deals, deals with, um, there's some verbal and some physical. So if that's a, that's a trigger point for you, then this is not going to be your book. But um, so she is going through, Olivia is going through these really like she, her husband is, her husband is changed mentally. Like, she's like, what, what, who is this person? You know, it's, he's not the guy I married, you know? Um, and he does, he does speak harshly to her and he, uh, you know, he does like, so she, at first she's like really afraid of that. And, you know, I really think it's along the lines of the more that someone speaks into your life, um, you know, that's kind of who you allow yourself to become. Um, so she starts hearing that she's not worth anything. And, um, and then as the book progresses, she is actually diagnosed with breast cancer. So by the time she gets to this point, she's at a spot where she starts hearing the Lord's voice that you are a child of mine. You are my precious daughter whom I love, you know, so she can start transforming her own, um, thoughts and therefore herself. Um, now it was, 
it was a really it was really well done I believe it's Susan's debut actual novel she's done some other um novellas and stuff like lead up to it but um I thought it was really well done I did see like you know that is such like a taboo subject with Christians is is yeah. what do you do with domestic violence you know because she had a friend and her mother-in-law who were saying you know no Christians we don't talk about the d word we're not going to divorce we're not going to you know but then her non-Christian friend was saying you can't put up with this junk that he's giving you you know so I was I was really kind of hoping that it would give a path like yeah. <laughs> how you're supposed to deal with this because it's not talked about um in Christian circles very much I think um, and so I was a little bit disappointed on how that went without, without doing spoilers, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm like, well, where's the, where's the, where's the part where you tell me what to do? Not that I'm in this situation, thank God, but you know, but, um, I just, it's, it was an interesting dilemma because I believe that, you know, once you're married, you're married for life. Um, and that's how the word designed it. But I do see that there's so many Christian women who are going to be more likely to stay with their partners or their abusers because that's the Christian thing to do and I don't think that's right so um but it was really neat because by the time she got to the breast cancer um diagnosis her faith had grown tremendously mm. so it was it was very powerful very well written um and yeah I, I really enjoyed enjoyed the story it was very raw very yeah there is something about some of those that it's like you get to feel those really raw emotions, those really hard questions. And yeah. yeah, I feel like it's so encouraging too to see some of that stuff, even hard stuff every once in a while in Christian fiction, because it is something that we deal, but people deal with, maybe not us directly, but you may come across somebody or know somebody who is, and it's just like, oh. Yeah, I think in like, um in church circles you you kind of like have to put on your I'm fine everyone's happy face you know and not I think that we do ourselves a discredit because we're not allowing you know the the truth will set you free right that's what the book mm -hmm. bible says and if you're not yeah. allowing the truth to be told then how are you going to be free you know so I think that's I was hoping for like <laughs> this is how you handle this situation but uh, <laughs> like and I, I'm sure it's like there's no one size fits all right. scenario either and it's just like that's such a hard thing but I am really encouraged that there are more and more Christian fiction authors Absolutely. starting to tackle these and starting to um, talk about these gritty things because sometimes it's like I feel like we can talk about it first in fiction maybe sure. before I don't know. It's almost like it's backwards. <laughs> hey, however the conversation happens, I guess that's. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> One thing that so, I oh, what? Oh, I was just going to ask if you've read any any really strong, impactful ones recently. You know, I really love um, a, in like a faith arc. One thing that I've really loved over the years is seeing somebody come from like, not just like struggling in their faith, but like completely like not exposed to Christianity or not exposed to the faith. And then you get to see that arc because it's so strong from where they come in the beginning. Because I always sometimes after I finish a book, 
think back to the very beginning, those first opening phrases, and it's like, wow, this character has come so far. Um, I've talked about um, the Reagan, Ravenwood saga by Morgan Elbussey, um, an incredible faith journey in a fantasy. And that's something that I was really new to being exposed to is that kind of genre where it's interesting how you can explore those themes like in depth, but it doesn't feel as cliche maybe is the word because you're, you're dealing with it in a whole other world. And I just finished reading um, Firebird by Kathy Tires. I know I'm like going way off science fiction. <laughs> but um, Kathy Tires does a really good job in Firebird because this person comes from a religion that does not value her life. And she is pretty much, uh, she's like a waste and she's just gonna be fodder for this war that's in deep space. She gets um, taken in as the prisoner of war by like the representative of, of a different culture that has value and faith and gets to know there is this creator that wants to have uh, relationship with her that values her life no matter what birth order she was in and I really liked how that was explored in a like completely different universe none of the same means but you knew what it was and you got to see her shift and her change and her growth from not value not seeing herself as anything worth of value to seeing herself as something worth something and I really like that yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, um, it was, um, so I'm always looking for good books for my daughter, the Morgan L. Busey, is that, that, is that a middle grade, a uh, young adult type, it's, youngish? It's, it's youngish. It's like, um, the, the Ravenwood saga was the first one that I read with her. And that's to me, the most like tame of the two. And then I read her steampunk series and that one deals with a little bit more heavy subjects. Um, but yeah, it's, it's characterized as young adult. Okay. But, um, I mean, I read it and I'm a young adult snob and I really <laughs> like that. So. Okay. I think it's no, enjoyable yeah. for either. Oh, good. <laughs> that, yeah, no, I love that when you do that, um, is that allegorical where you're seeing a parallel between how Christ redeems you and that's, that's amazing. That's really awesome. And I feel like it's really fun too, because it's not like it's overt, mm -hmm. but I think that it's like, but when you know it, you can see those things coming through. And I just really love that. That's awesome. What is your yeah. favorite genre to read? So you're like all over, you read I, everything, I, right? I mean, yeah, if you know me, it's like, I'm all over the place. I like went through a contemporary like binge. I think this month I've been mostly historical but I don't know. I feel like there's a shift coming. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly around Christmas, that's when I crave my spooky stories. So I have no idea. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all over the place. What's your next pick? So the next one I choose is Babel by Brennan McPherson. It's biblical mm -hmm. fiction. 
Um, and surprise, surprise, it talks about the Tower of Babel. Um, he, according to his research, Noah from the flood was actually still alive at the Tower of mm -hmm. Babel. Um, and so it was really interesting because Noah um, is ancient. <laughs> He's <laughs> is really old, um, you know, like 400, 500 years old or something. But he's kind of just lived in his little corner of the world and kind of shut mm -hmm. out everything. So I liked, I like faith arcs too. That'll be, you've been a Christian all your life, obviously 500 years is, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a lot more than I, <laughs> a lot he's more been around. <laughs> he's been around. Um, so, but he's also kind of been lulled to sleep because um, his, children and his grandchildren and his great grandchildren have, you know, some of them have turned to not away from the Lord. And so, um, this, the bat, the tower of Babel was the, you know, man's attempt to reach God and to reach the heavens and stuff like that. So here he is safe and cocooned in his own little vineyard, um, for over a hundred years. <laughs> um, and, and then he wakes up, like he has to have this realization, like these are, I mean, not only he, he feels guilt because this is, these are my, my grandchildren, you know, yeah. but he sees that the world is, is, um, is, is falling apart again. And here he is, he's just kind of doing his own thing in his own little circle and he's not trying to influence. So he, he, he goes on his journey to Babel, um, but I, I just, it's so important for today and age, you know, there's so much evil going on in this world. And are we as Christians just kind of like cocoon ourselves and just be Christians in our little bubble? Or are we, you know, the call is to go out and to, to tell others as many as possible about God's love. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and that was kind of, you know, <laughs> parallel, you know, one of those, Ooh, <laughs> one That's, of those. It, that one is of really those. interesting. I've seen his books around, but I haven't read any yet. That is really interesting. I like the uh, fact of, um, oh, I, okay. Yes. I have seen that. cover. I think this might not be the final cover, um, because I've, I've seen a different one around, but, um, yeah, but I've seen that one too. Um, I love the idea of the, I remember my brothers and I were like critiquing this one children's um, adaptation of Abraham, young Abraham, and it had um, Noah, like end of his life there. And we're like, ah, oh, that's so unrealistic. And then we like did the math. We started like, okay, let's do the math. And we did it. And it was like, there's a possibility. Like you think of those things as so separate. Yeah. But it's like, if you, and I mean, like that just opens up my mind thinking, wow, Noah went through the destruction of the world in a global flood. And now he's seen that go down. Like the guy's probably like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> we just went through this. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's like, um, do you know, uh, it's courageous that the Kendrick brothers have put out Sherwood pictures. It's the movie and yeah. um, it's Christian and Randy, movie. Didn't like Randy Elkhorn do the novelization? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so anyway, one of the police officers, Shane, gets caught up in, you know, um, selling, selling some drugs that, you know, some of their mm -hmm. evidence for some extra cash. And his, his thing is like, 
when he he's convicted and he turns around he says you know I let go of the wheel um Mm -hmm. I didn't hold on you know um and I just really felt that coming through with Noah like I just I I just let go you know and it was just a charge to be strong in our faith and to not only not only to do that but also to reach out to others you know (laughs) because maybe we can't change the whole world. Maybe, maybe that's too much that we're burdening ourselves, but we can make a difference with one person. Like a, one of the main characters, I think it's Aran or A-R-A-N, I don't know, something like that. Anyway, however, <laughs> who knows? Because it was, you know, ancient, pre-everyone yeah. changing their languages. Um, you know, he, he was like you were saying earlier, he hadn't had a faith journey so he became exposed to the faith through Noah's testimony so you know it'll make a world of difference to one person or to two people or, or whatever you know your circle of influence so and I think that that's all you know it's like Noah's big t- big part in the bible is you know building the ark and then and following through and being faithful, but it's like, you know, he did have a life after, and that is, right. that always, you know, kind of makes you wonder, it's like, what else happened? And I mean, he's human. I mean, I think sometimes we put the characters on pedestals if there's nothing like, right. they would happen, but he probably had something going on. I mean, yeah, he's human, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what was interesting, I was, uh, I was doing the math for, um, for something, one of them, you know, Methuselah, like you'd think he'd be a great guy because he was the oldest guy in the, in the world, in the Bible, but he died the year of the flood. So, I mean, (laughs) what does that tell you? (laughs) And it's like, man, the things that they saw. Yeah. It must've just been incredible. Even like when you're mentioning um, courageous, I always talk about like, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but I often go down rabbit trails. Um, when it's like you let a little bit go mm-hmm. I have one of the first tv shows that I ever got watching was 24 and I was always amazed like there was like a politician or somebody who really did genuinely want to do good they wanted right. to do good things and and bring about help for people and then it was like there would be like this one little side thing that they were trying to clean something up for a family member and then it was like, and then that little cover-up led to another cover-up, led to another cover-up, and it like snowballed until it was like out of control, connected to a nuclear bomb going off. <laughs> <laughs> it's big. <laughs> big. And um, I always just thought that that was a really good, I mean, a secular TV show, but it's such a great um, metaphor and example of how sin can get in. And we Absolutely. think we got it under control. But the nuclear bomb part is coming. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Back to talking books. Um, another one. Okay. I'm just going to go. I'm going to keep with my um, fantasy vibe going on. I just read this year um, the Colliding Line duology. It's another YA but it's like a, an urban fantasy dystopian. Oh my goodness. Sarah Rhodes, Sandra Rhodes. I forgot to write down the spelling of her name, but um, it starts with um, mortal sight and ends with realms light. 
oh my goodness, like it was such an interesting thing. It's like an urban a YA version of like this present darkness, Frank Peretti type vibes. Wow. So you saw the spiritual conflict, like you know what's the bad guys. But what was really interesting that I liked is she took, she did it a great way to have this action-packed story showcase how the church should use their individual gifts to do what they do in this world and fight the unseen fight. And I really loved the twisting of how you know, somebody would come in and they would want to have this talent because this talent looked like it would do more in the war against evil. But that may not be the talent that you're given. Mm -hmm. And so you need to use that. The only way to work on the war is to use the power that you're given to fight. And I really love that parable quality allegory and then showing the character that came in, she thought, hey, this is what I've got to do to fight this evil. And you saw her growth in the end of what she needed to do. And then to then not just be about just her, it was working together with others. And I really like that. That sounds awesome. I think that's, that, that would be like a, you know, how to live as a Christian today too. It sounds like. It was so, I couldn't believe it. It's like, I, there was one other Instagrammer that said that the first book was her favorite of the year. And I usually do not delve into that. And then I'm like reading it. And it's like, this is so good because it has such a great message and a great faith arc. I'm really loving duologies right now because you get that series kind of feel, but there's only two books. So you don't have to wait <laughs> quite as long. <laughs> You're not committed for quite as long. <laughs> true, true. There's so many books to read. <laughs> I know. And then it's like, yeah, it's, it's faster. <laughs> oh, but let's talk about your book that you have coming out. You're going to be an author soon. A published yeah. author. A published, yeah. My uh, debut novel is Rahab's Courage. Um, it is biblical fiction um, and it surprisingly talks about Rahab from Joshua um, and so it was really just such a I don't know it just started out as a thought and I just had to write it down and then I just kept writing and, and learned as I went you know it's been a huge learning curve but um, I mm -hmm. love that Rahab is she was a prostitute in um you know, in Joshua, she, she hid the Israelite spies who were spying out Jericho mm -hmm. and she was a prostitute, but she's in, if you fast forward to Matthew, she is in Jesus's lineage. Um, so how, how can, I love that God changes people's hearts and their paths um, to give them a future. I love that so much. That's so amazing to see. Uh, she, so I deal uh, if you hadn't guessed, um, you know, I like the gritty. Um, so I do have, um, I, I explored to imagine, I imagined, you know, that Rahab probably had a lot of mental baggage and a lot of physical baggage that came from her life of prostitution. Um, so I explore some mental health um, with that. 
But what's really amazing to me is this, her biblical husband, Salma or Salmon, depending on which passage in the Bible you're reading, um, he was a leader of the tribe of Judah of Israel. He was like, you know, this high, high on the hierarchy of, <laughs> of important people um, and just came off of the whole family, you know, the whole, or the, the whole Israelite um, tribes were wandering in, in Israel for, or, sorry, oh my goodness, um, the wilderness, <laughs> the other one, um, in the <laughs> wilderness for 40 years because of disobedience. So how can this man who has been probably hyper vigilant on purity mm -hmm. and rules and following God's law to the letter, how does he end up with a prostitute and then in Jesus's lineage? So um, I explore some of that um, and it's, and there's not a lot historically written or documented for that mm -hmm. time period. So there's a lot of things that, um, that I was able to just explore. I mean, hopefully it's kept in time appropriateness, but to explore some of the things like, you know, like the mental health, like I believe she would have had uh, a lot of baggage with that. Um, and I don't, I think, like she, as what I love about her arc is that she is not, she doesn't have to be a super believer overnight. You know, she mm -hmm. had enough, yeah. she had enough faith to hide the Israelites, to commit treason against her city. Um, but that, I mean, for me, I don't, it doesn't take me that fast to learn something. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for, for the Lord's <laughs> grace where it, you know, it's, it's, a process. And so I explore yeah. some of that process that she doesn't have all the answers overnight. Um, mm -mm. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm super excited, especially in the world of, in the world of biblical fiction, everybody has written about Rahab. So, <laughs> you know, even Francine Rivers. So I'm glad I didn't know that when I started. <laughs> Well, it's fun too um, because like you say it's there there is so much open into interpretation because it's not concrete we know where she ended up which i mean right that a prostitute from a canaanite city would end up with a leader in israel i mean if it wasn't in the bible you would get flack for it not being realistic right right <laughs> this will never work <laughs> yeah that's so that's unrealistic <laughs> But no, I'm oh. excited. I've read two different adaptations of Rahab's story. So yeah, it's such a amazing transformation to see. Yeah. Again, like 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 how I love the the ones that have come from a completely different background. Yeah. And being yeah. able to see that transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the thing is about the biblical fiction community is as everyone's just like, give me all the books. Like they don't care that everybody else has written <laughs> about the same character. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, uh, and it's, it, there's also like a, I, you know, tried to teach her, you know, show the teaching of how she does get assimilated in, but then also mm -hmm. the Israelite people that she's trying to become part of, like they were going to be, I would imagine they're going to be a little skeptical because again, yeah. just across the Jordan, um, they were, 
they had this plague come on and like 20,000, 24,000 men or people, I don't, I can't remember if it is men or both, but, uh, you know, died because they, they um, got tempted away by the Moabite women. Um, so why, why would they instantly accept hers? <laughs> she is poor girl. She has a, she has a lot of, a lot of, uh, right adversity <laughs> as the um i heard this pastor once say when i get to heaven i want to get the dvd of like that that i mean it's probably going to be streaming but i mean you know what yeah. i mean yeah. i'd love yeah. to see how some of those really played out because it just it's incredible and i love that you do get to explore that with biblical fiction yeah it's you get to so see the fun. culture and it it kind of takes it for me it takes it as somebody who's you know in a genealogy list in the bible mm-hmm. and, uh, and and then becomes real people and and yes. my hope and prayer is that it would direct people to the bible and not mm-hmm. add to or take away um but to say what if what what could have happened culturally mm-hmm. in the time period and and go from there so <laughs> like my brothers and I are always talking about um David's mighty men yeah you know you will have like this one snippet there's like two verses of one of the guys that fights off 1800 Philistines with uh plowshares and it's like and then my brothers are always so annoyed he goes oh here another Samson adaptation when you have these all these judges you have Gideon you have all these guys and it's like and we're doing Samson again (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love finding like just this this random piece of trivia just stuffed in there with genealogies about you know one woman built um I think it's listed in chronicles but the time period seems like it's before they go down to Egypt Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, she built three cities. A woman built three cities. Like, what? That's crazy. Let's, <laughs> that seems like a good novel right there. <laughs> right? Okay, seriously, I would like challenge somebody to do a novel based off of the guy who gets resurrected by touching Elijah's bones. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, that's a story. <laughs> Can you why, imagine why that guy? <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? His four friends. <laughs> you know what? Uh, or what about what about all the all the people who resurrected when Jesus was in the grave? Like we have the first set of zombies here. What are <laughs> like seriously? Nobody mentioned those. And it's like you, you know, you come and it's like, what is this? What somebody <laughs> talk to me about this. There's nothing in the commentary. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> that's always the thing it's like I'll see something and um and then go through the commentaries and go through the extra thing I mean thankfully thankful for the blue letter bible and everything it has all yeah. those commentaries and then it's like they don't even know <laughs> there's not there's there's new things to learn and we could explore it through fiction yeah it's a deal it's a deal we'll do this <laughs> Uh, my brother still my brother is left hand one of my brothers is left-handed and he is dying for uh Ehud's story oh yeah to be told I mean and a a left-handed iron-working assassin that's that's pretty that's pretty hardcore and nothing nothing else is mentioned about his entire life 
So there's right. lots of room. It's just that one event really that's talked about. Have you, um, so I think it's the same group of people, but there's a, there's a group of Benjaminites who are left-handed like soldiers. Have you heard about mm-hmm. that one? I, I wonder were if- they uh, sling? What's that? Were they, did they fight with slings? I'm trying to remember now. Cause I remember, yeah, left-handed. I don't remember. I, well, I'm wondering if they're at the same time period. So Benjamin captures a bunch of women, (laughs) the tribe of Benjamin captures the other women because they don't have any ladies. (laughs) Um, But Barbara in Britain has written something. Building Benjamin. Yes. Building Benjamin. Yeah. (laughs) Left-handed. Like there's also, there's a isn't there an Egyptian who fights in a pit in the snow and overcomes yes. something like? <laughs> and there's like a lion. There's yes. like a lion involved. This is there. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. bear. I'm probably the... getting all mixed up. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Maybe it was he was killed in lion. He 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 conquered something down in that snowy pit. Like, <laughs> I think there was like there's like a um a speaker who did who based his um, book title like the lion in a snow in a pit or something like that. This is a problem when I don't have Google next to me. I can't just Google it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) At least we know what we're talking about, though. They're so obscure. So so we're having our little (laughs) obscure trivia. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to my brain. (laughs) Okay. So what was one of, back to your story. Rahab, that's where we were. That's where we were. What was one of the challenges writing her story? Um, I think, I mean, I actually, I had a friend, um, have a friend, still friends, but um, who was walking through a mental health. Um, it was really, it was a really dark place in her life. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really a, it was, I guess, hard in the sense that I was there with her through her um her dark place so Mm -hmm. hard in the sense that I had to get I had that come through in Rahab's story um she doesn't have an easy go of it and some of it is in her mind yes but some of it is is real um Mm -hmm. so hard in the sense that it you know you hate to see anybody suffering through um, that and then there's such a stigma against me- mental health like mm-hmm. you look fine you know you don't have yeah. a cast on your leg so clearly you are fine you know but I think or that's just another. be happy yeah you got yeah. this yeah <laughs> you know um so mm-hmm. to go through that journey with her um that was that was challenging but I, I hope that I honor that journey because that's true courage I think is if you have that battle and yet you show up every day, you know, and I know um, people who struggle with mental health think that they don't have value because how can they keep fight? Why are they still fighting yeah. and still fighting? But um, to really, like, I really admire, I applaud those people who are struggling with depression or PTSD or whatever, because there is courage. You are strong and um, to show up every day and keep going through life. That's, and I, I pray that it's only a season that you go through, but, um, you know, I, I, I know the Lord won't leave his, his children. So you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Absolutely. That is such a great message. I like, I like that. And I like that you can, not that you, that your friend had to experience, but that you can use that firsthand knowledge with them to hopefully encourage somebody else. I hope so. I hope so. I think it is like, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, I will randomly pick up a book, you know, quotation marks um, <laughs> and then think oh I just selected this book at random and then it has something in it that is like speaking to me that's going on that week and that's when I know it's like hey the Lord is using this yeah to show me something and when that does happen that's just so amazing yeah what is your favorite part of her story I guess about spoilers uh well I mean it's not a spoiler if it's in the bible right <laughs> she, if you haven't read the bible you should <laughs> yeah, if you haven't read the bible look to Matthew first chapter you'll find out <laughs> um no I love that I love that God redeems um it doesn't matter how broken you are how horrible your past is what has been done to you what you have done he still has a big plan for you and just like he used Rahab in the lineage of his son, um, he has something incredible planned um, for you. But actually, I, I actually can kind of relate a little bit more with um, Salma, her biblical mm-hmm. husband, because I've been a believer for a very, very long time. You know, I can there was a time where I would be like, you know, it's there, it's only white or black. There is no, like, there is no alternative. There is no middle ground, you know, having that Pharisee type approach. Um, so to see his journey to go through, yes, he is doing what is right before the Lord. And he feels, so there's, there is romance in there. Um, he feels that this woman is the right woman for him, but how can he justify having his purity before the Lord and marrying a harlot? Like, yeah. um, I think there's a huge, like he has, he has to go through a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he thinks he can rescue her, um, from her evil past, but he has kind of got in his mindset that I'm the hero and I'm saving her, but then doesn't seem to think about until later on, wait, if I'm saving her, that must mean there's something she needs to be saved from. Like Mm. all of her baggage comes up and he has to deal with that. Um, So it's, it's, I hope he's, (laughs) I hope he doesn't come across too arrogant because. (laughs) I think that's so true too. Like I can so imagine that the other summons that I've, well, I guess the, the one, the Tessa Afshar one, it's like, that was something really interesting with his story because you do get to see that because I can so imagine that is, he's, he's one of the righteous that have made it through right. all these deaths. Yeah. And I think that so speaks to anybody who's been a believer for a long time. It's so easy to slip into that. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, why Look don't at you me. have this together as me? <laughs> I've got all the answers. (laughs) And then you realize you don't. No. And then you're just as broken and in need of grace as the person who, whose life is clearly on a mess, you know? (laughs) Ah, 
and that's like two two different types of arcs where yeah you think you're okay but it's like the lord's lord's always working on us no matter yeah. how long we've been so yeah oh that sounds like fun and that is coming out august 17th correct yes yeah just a month two months two and a half months out so i'm excited and you're an indie publisher as well, right? Or, no, I'm actually or... with a, a small house. I'm with oh, a okay. Celebrate Celebrate Lit Publishing. So. Uh, okay. I know there's so many new little publishers coming up. I lose track. It's fun that they're there. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoy um, working with with the ladies that Celebrate Lit. They've been wonderful and very helpful for for a newbie. So I really enjoy them. Awesome. So, well, I really um, look forward to that. So is it all, do you have to do much work on it? Like any edits or are you past that now? Uh, so there are two more rounds of edits that I'm, I'm guessing I'll get one more any day now because it's two and a half months out. So I have, uh, as soon as that comes, I'll usually have two weeks to go through it and apply the edits. And uh, so in the meantime, I'm, I'm currently working on um, revisions for book two and getting that nice and pretty because that has to be turned in the day after this one goes live so <laughs> I'm keeping can busy book, can you say what book two is like now I'm curious <laughs> yeah for your for your trivia of mine um it's actually okay. a, it's actually about Ezekiel and his wife Ooh, okay I'm so, going to now get on my concordance and see what I can find out about Ezekiel's wife <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That is really, yeah. Talk about a time in yeah. the Bible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty challenging. So I hope I do it justice. <laughs> so, okay. and also another random, random piece of Bible okay. trivia. Uh, I, I do have a freebie novella. It's about oh. Balaam and his talking donkey. So, um, and that's that's called On Desolate Heights. That's available on my website free for download. So a fun if fact you like. of mine. Fun fact of mine. I was actually arguing with one of my apologetics teachers in Bible college. We were talking about um, if animals have personality or a point of view. And I used Balaam's donkey as my <laughs> argument. How'd that go that's over? <laughs> it's another one that it's like I want to know yes yes but that was you know like... because and actually so that's right around the same time if you look close you'll actually see a couple of characters show up from uh, oh. Rahab's courage so it's kind of got a little of that but um yeah it's interesting it's... because he was in numbers he was the Lord said yes you may go but only say what I want and then the next verse it's like an angel of the Lord is with a sword in front of you and going to kill you because <laughs> whoa, what happened here? <laughs> oh yeah, that is okay. So that and I think I talked over what what's the type and do you sign up for your newsletter for that? Yes, yes. Okay. It's a it's a for my newsletter subscribers at naomicraig.com. It's called On Desolate Heights. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
yeah. The talking donkey is always a special story to me. I always loved yeah. that one. How did it well, go you. over with you? How did it go over with your professor? Did it work? He didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that, but it's like, yeah, a lot of my Bible study teachers didn't like me because I was like asked these questions and they're like, that's not in the commentary. <laughs> but I need to know about the zombies. <laughs> Somebody tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's in the you know, Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> there's there's some pretty intense, crazy things in the Bible. <laughs> That's for sure. I tell you, you could probably use the Bible just the whole time and never and always find something new. That's one thing that I love about it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight. Okay. And um, looking forward to your new books and then your next books. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and before I forget, where can like listeners follow you? Um, my the best way is NaomiCraig.com and signing up for my newsletter. Um, I am on Instagram at Naomi Craig Author. Um, I'm also Facebook and MeWe and uh, YouTube, but Instagram okay. is probably the <laughs> you know the one that most people can see the best. So with today's algorithms and all that so okay awesome thank you very much thank you so a couple of fun facts um and just a note from the author that she texted me after we recorded she wanted to let listeners know that the content content of Rahab's courage is a little bit more PG-13 just because of what the characters have to go through. So she did want to put that out there. And another interesting thing is, as we were talking and texting after the episode, we calculated that if Noah, Noah could have been a baby that came over here on the Mayflower and he would still be alive today. So like that was some crazy math and we had fun, had a great time on this episode and looking forward to when this book can be read by all of you. Thank you so much. See you next week.